Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One o'clock hour in our Chiefs uh, AFC title game preview. Jay Binkley, Ron Kopp, AirwayHeadPride.com's lead analyst. Nolan Brooks producing the operation. All right, so another one of these second-round picks. Talked about his tackles for loss. Because, again... That's why I cited about Nick Bolton. When you watch Missouri games, he always stood out because he led the SEC in tackles before. And this guy, with the team that had trouble bringing people down at times, Nick Bolton's the antithesis of that because he brings guys straight down. This was Nick Bolton on his tackles for losses. Uh, yeah, Coach Bash draws up a tremendous scheme. Uh, again, our D-line doing a hell of a job. Um, getting vertical penetration, as I mentioned before. Um, corners, uh, nickels, setting the edge. Uh, it kind of allows me to be more downhill. And so just a testament to all the 10 guys around me uh, going out there doing their jobs to the best of their abilities. Uh, leads me uh, lanes to go uh, be downhill and be violent, uh, kind of uh, what I love to do. And so uh, it's good to other 10 guys on the field doing their job and allowing me to do my job. And so uh, that's that's pretty much all it is, is, being downhill and everybody else doing their job helping me uh, get downhill and make plays. Loved it. Downhill, play violent. Where'd he get that from? Maybe Ingram? It's a physical game. I just go out and it's a legal way to be violent. <laughs> so you heard that from both, but Bolton's been a machine. I mean, this guy, he's going to be the Derek Johnson, this team of the future. He's going to be the green dot guy calling the defensive plays. But he saw it against the run. This is the Chiefs needed that run stuffer like Nick Bolton. I think this guy's going to be fantastic for this team for the near future. But, you know, Ingram, and you hear the guys use the terms that Ingram does. Like, I look at Ingram a lot like Terrell Suggs, except you get more production on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the off-the-field stuff that Terrell brought, yeah. and Ingram's clearly been here longer. But just his influence, because Jaron Reed's certainly been a different player yeah. with Melvin Ingram here. But just the Chiefs pass rush their front, going against a depleted Cincinnati team. Joe Burrow, he does hold the ball too long. We know that. But I think that he's tough enough to stand in there, take the hit to deliver the football. I mean, it's yeah. pros and cons with that. You're going to get knocked around, and you're going to get your name ripped off the back of your jersey like he did the last time. But he will stand in there. In yeah, the pocket. Exactly. It's a good thing at times, right? You don't want your young quarterback to just throw it, you know, errantly. If there is pressure coming, sometimes it is good to just take that sack. But the thing with this Bengals offensive line, they have been bad, right? Nine sacks, playoff game record last week. It's not just that, you know, they're. And the just, Chiefs are part of the other two. Yeah. Getting the Warren Moon in the playoffs and Dawson taking nine sacks. There you go. I didn't know that. There you go. Chiefs are part of both those. But no, here's the, the thing with them is that, you know, they're, they're, it's not like they're just a bunch of non talented players. I think one thing is just that they lack. A lot of communication and, and, and chemistry in terms of picking up stunts, which this Chiefs team does really well at running because 
Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark are so athletic for defensive ends. We mentioned Ingram's physicality and violence, but he can move, man. He can move pretty good, um, you know, more than most defensive ends. And that's where I could really see this becoming a, a, an advantage for the Chiefs where you got, you got a defensive tackle like Reed or Jones really penetrating that B gap, and then you get that A gap wide open and, and Clark stunting around and Ingram stunting around. There's not a lot of defensive ends that move as well as Clark and Ingram, especially Clark, man. Clark is Clark can float, and, and he, is, he is really good at those stunts. I think the Chiefs will hammer those home, and it might allow them to not blitz as much, right? I think that almost is, is a blitz when you, when you stunt well and you take away, you know, you take two linemen with one guy, and then there's an seventh most blitzes in the NFL, the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. Spags loves blitzing. And, and I think one thing I, I kept saying is, hey, I, you know, let's, let's calm down on the blitzing when we're talking about a burrow. You know, third and 27, we don't want that to happen again. But. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That's one of those plays you remember in a negative way. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. But that's the thing. I mean, he he knows how to blitz, right? He's not just blitzing willy-nilly. He blitzes randomly, too. He doesn't always blitz on third down. He doesn't just blitz when it's a passing situation. He blitzes more randomly, too. And he knows how to set it up, right? There's going to be delayed blitzes. A guy like Dan Sorensen, you know, kind of faking like he's in cover just for a second and then coming. That could disrupt this offensive line. You know, their key key guy in terms of of a, a weak link Unfortunately, as a, as a KU guy, I got to say it, but the right guard, Hakeem Adeniji, you know, he, he, went to, you too. he went he went to KU and he has been a liability in these playoffs. Jeffrey Simmons absolutely torched him last week. And I do think Chris Jones could have a similar impact where they may not even they may want a Jaron Reed on him because he could take advantage of that matchup so well and, and leave Chris Jones to get double team on the other side. So all that to say, there was a lot of individual mismatches and in just the, how bad the Bengals offensive line has been. And I think this Chiefs defensive line has to dominate. I think that I'm sure they will. But there's no excuse. I mean, they have to show out and, and play well in this game. That leads me to the article you have on arrowheadpride.com. It's the first article up there. Five things to watch for. And your number one thing there was a big day for Chiefs pass rush. Yes. Like you believe it. Again, with Ingram when he got here, I didn't, he didn't care about five sacks or six sacks or seven. Just make the one play. Yeah. One or two plays to make a difference in the game. Like that Broncos game. That 100% came down the Melvin Ingram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That big hit, man. And, and we talked about the violence. That was it right there. I mean, he violently knocked the ball out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do think this pass rush would not be the same without Melvin Ingram. I, I think we see, we've seen Chris Jones and Frank Clark be that duo in the playoffs in the past. But having a third guy like that, they haven't had that. I mean, you're talking about Tano Passino as your third guy last year. You're talking about Terrell Suggs, the, you know, his last year in the NFL in that one year, right? Uh, you know, Alex Okafor, you know, he's been a nice little reserve guy, but he shouldn't be your third pass rusher. You shouldn't rely on him to be having Mel Ringram as your third guy and even a Jaron Reed as your fourth guy because Reed, uh, you know, has kind of come on as of late, man. This is, this is the best the pass rush has been in the Chiefs' playoff run, and this is where it could make the most impact in this game. Would you bring Ingram back? Again, depending on the deal. Expecting, you know, like he gets paid a lot. Exactly. And he, it's been about it. But the Chiefs clearly wanted him because this was one of the few stops in July 24th. He signs with Pittsburgh. But he didn't make very many. Like he went to Miami, came here, was very careful. And then the Chiefs, you know, they wanted Juju. That was one of their – Yeah. The two guys they really wanted outside of fixing this line was Juju and Melvin Ingram. Yeah. And we see why they wanted Melvin Ingram. Yeah, and they have a chance to get both those guys back this offseason too. Juju's still a free agent this offseason. I could see them pursuing that again. And I've seen stuff where he wants to come here and all this, but I never know what Juju's thinking. So. Yeah, which which there are some, you know, there are some pros and cons to a guy like Juju, but if he's your third option behind a Kelsey and a Hill, man, he, he does fit what the Chiefs want at a, as a receiver in that third option. He kind of does some of the stuff Sammy was able to do in terms of winning the short area, kind of be a physical receiver, be able to catch, you know, tough balls and, and kind of win after the catch. So um, a guy like Juju, I am kind of excited to see, but we're talking about Ingram, and I and the thing is, you know, with Frank Clark's contract, what, depending on what they do with that, I mean, that could really help with getting back Ingram because I think right now, 
I mean, you tell me, but I think Ingram's playing better than Clark, I would say, right now. And the funny thing about Frank is he's fifth all-time in sacks in the postseason. I know. How crazy is that? Postseason Frank, man. All right, number two on your list was continue to use Mel uh, McCool Hardman's ideal role. Now, we've seen where he's had the chance to step up with Sammy Watkins, and you've waited, can he step up and be a two? I don't, I don't think so at this point. I've heard people say that he needs to be like Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's 35 pounds heavier. It's a big yeah, big difference It is between the two. And, and Debo's the offensive weapon I would add with this team if you could add anybody else on this team. But they're using him for effective plays. It's not the, the amount of plays he's getting, the quantity, but he's making a difference in the roles he's been given with the Chiefs. Exactly. Brian Pringle has been the wide receiver, too, in terms of snaps. Mr. Touchdown. But Hardman has, has might be making a bigger impact. Maybe. I do think Pringle's been really good. He's had two touchdowns this playoffs, but... Hardman, you know, on those, it seems like those jet sweeps, those, they send him for the perfect time, those quick screens, man. They, they don't mess around and try to put him on traditional routes as much anymore. Just get him the ball in space and let your guys get, you know, blocked. They don't have to block perfectly because with the Hardman speed, man, if he has a little seam, he is very good at getting downhill and exploding through something. He doesn't really mess around at times. You saw week 18 against Denver. He actually took the snap. That was a really nice play. I was actually excited to see more of that, and then he fumbles, you know, then him and Daryl fumble the exchange in the pitch. But I'm okay game. with that because it was a spark, the offense. Yeah. But I, I just thought that could be a good Because if we're going to complain about that, we have to complain about the Allegretti touchdown and Travis yeah, Kelsey. Exactly, I mean, exactly. It does work out for him. And we could see it again because I do think with Hardman's explosion, if he gets skinny and gets through, th- this lineman's going to blow up a seam for him, right? I, th- these linemen will. So you can still see that. But all that to say, man, I think Hardman, they're not messing around with him as like a traditional wide receiver anymore. Just get him what he's good at. Get him the ball in space. And he's been executing the heck out of his, out of his opportunities. May lately. I suggest Jerick McKinnon in those roles? Yeah. He was an FBS quarterback at Georgia Southern. Threw 11 touchdown passes, mainly ran the ball. He did beat Florida, but he was a quarterback. Yeah. Jerick McKinnon. Why not? Small at 5'9", but he was a college FBS quarterback. That's not going over Andy's head. He knows he was a college quarterback. I guarantee He, he watches these things. Right? No, I, I can see that. Number three was your coverage redemption. Okay? You can't let Jamar Chase do the same thing he did last time. But if it's not Jamar Chase... They'll probably target Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. Exactly. There's so other guys. somebody's CJ Uzama, the tight end. Somebody yeah. will. It's like the Chiefs. If you take away Kelsey, it's going to be Hill. Yeah. If you take away Hill, it's going to be Kelsey. Or it might be Byron Pringle getting a couple more touchdowns. Anyway, they have a lot of weapons. Joe Mixon in the backfield. A lot of things. So if you take away Jamar Chase, is it in lieu of maybe somebody else being the star or not? Or are you okay with that? Because Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns that didn't matter. Yeah, and so that's the thing. The Chiefs actively took away Stephon Diggs last week. I mean, it was very obvious. They were putting a lot of safety coverage His over the His best top. play was knocking down that fan. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was a great play, too. He, he exploded out of that stance to go get him. But they might treat the Bills like that because they don't have the, the auxiliary weapons that the Bengals do. Um, you talk about Gabriel Davis. I mean, yeah, no one thought he was going to have that kind of performance, and I guarantee Spags didn't think. You know, he's willing to let Josh Allen win with Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs, and that's totally fine. You know, Tyron Matthew being in the game probably would have helped some of those some of those passes. passes they had a package say. for but, him last week, but he yeah, wasn't able to do it. Exactly. So this week, with hopefully Tyron back, he is questionable. Uh, we got Rashad Fenton back as well. I do think they have a better chance to just. And I don't think Spags will take away a guy, right? I, I think we'll see kind of similar to last time, the Week 17 game, which could be disastrous at times. But Ward was in good position on some of those plays. Sneed was in good position on some of those plays. They Bad calls to- as well. On exactly. defensive penalties, hundred very bad calls on Fenton. A couple of them on Fenton were tough. Sneed had one that was just ridiculously bad, but they were close on those plays. They just have to finish them this time, right? Just, just finish through the ball, break it up. Jamar Chase is a really good player, but you know, he, he's, that was a very incredible performance last week. He's not going to, or last time he was not, he's not going to be able to catch all those 
passes every single time. If you're in those positions, you're going to break up a few. Let's just see you break up more this time. And real quick, your number four was Orlando Brown versus Trey Hendrickson. We already covered that one. And number five was the running back rotation. Again, you know, Buffalo was all asking me last week, well, Clyde may not play. I said, I don't think it matters, man. If Patrick Mahomes is public enemy number one, you're running back. You got this line in front of you that it is a very good run blocking line. You're not seeing eight man fronts, but it's been Clyde, it's been McKinnon, it's been Darrell Williams. What I'm saying is it hasn't really mattered who it is. Yeah, well, one thing that Jeff Schwartz pointed out on Twitter that I want to make sure, because I've been calling for this all year, but it is hard to tell as a, you know, as a, as a fan of the game. You have to really break down and see how, what kind of run plays they're running to see. But they're usually a traditional inside-outside zone team, which you know, that's, that's a lot of getting vertical and not really getting an expl- you know, a, a running start. Right, You're kind of being patient, waiting for the seam to, to open up. Jeff Schwartz has said that they have started to run more downhill runs like duo where you're double blocking and just getting downhill, letting your running back get through or, or gap runs where a guy's pulling through the hole. Right. And you're seeing, you know, last week, Clyde Edwards, two of those runs, man, there was no one within, you know, five feet of him as he broke through the line. This, that's what, that's what this run blocking can do. And Clyde did seem like he was on a mission last, last week, man. I, I think I haven't seen him have that burst. I feel like all year, maybe it's just a health thing. That was a shut the hell up game. I was going to say, and, but maybe it's a, Hey, McKinnon's taking my, my role. I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens here. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, step up my game a little bit and uh, show him that, Hey, I'm a first round pick for a reason. And it was good to see it. It really was. It really was. Coming up next, though, we'll check in with the Dirty Werewolf himself, get his opinions on this game. You'll hear Dusty in the morning as well. Do that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Chiefs Playoff Special. Jay Binkley, Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com. Nolan Brooks producing the operation. It's like, I'm glad they're 2 o'clock. You know, I'm okay yes. with, you know, waiting until those night games or after, but enough's enough, man. It's time to uh, actually get the game on. 
I like not being having to wait as long during the game day, like having all that anticipation. Um, you pretty much, I to be honest, I'm going to the game. Um, I'm I'm very lucky. My family season ticket holder, so uh, we can't pass up opportunities to go to the games. And so yeah, it is kind of nice to kind of just wake up and go right instead of having to like wait around all day and uh, and wait for you know the game to happen or even to get, just go tailgate. Um, yeah, I mean with the with the timing of tomorrow, man, I'm I'm waking up and going. Uh, you know, we'll tailgate it up. It'll be a beautiful day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend all day out there. It's it's the perfect time to. So you okay with it being the first game? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No. Sit in the clubhouse, hopefully, and chill. Yeah, and the other part too. Find is, out who you're playing. Exactly. You just get to hang out after the game. You know, enjoy your game. You know, kind of reminisce on it as you watch who you're about to play in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking. We're talking. We're pretty confident, right, Jay? I mean, we, we're a little too confident, maybe, but uh, I think it's okay to be confident right now. I really do. Is that a bad thing though? Because you're right. I mean, a lot of us had a lot of confidence. We had a lot of confidence during the Bills. I sit here during the post game and look at the text line and and see the reaction, like. Told you all they were going to lose and all this, and then the Chiefs win, and then everybody's right. I mean, we get to fire Andy Reeds, and we get all this, who's fifth all time in coaching wins, regular season and postseason, and the fact that he's number three all time in postseason victories at this point. He's tied with Don Shula, one more for Tom Landry. Then he's all alone, first and second place with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I think people still hold on to some some old school narratives that Andy Reid still doesn't know how to manage a game. Andy Reid still doesn't know, you know, he, he has bad timeout management. Didn't look like it last week. I, you know, I know there were some plays he might come back, you know, the Blake Bell option pitch and on third and one, he might, you know, he might want back. But no, I, I he saved all three timeouts for the perfect situation. You know, if they only had one timeout in that spot, it would have been bad, right? So, no, I, I do think uh, the Andy Reid stuff, I mean, he's, he's obviously one of the best coaches, even before he had all these accolades, but I'm glad he's just getting all these achievements. So he has something to back up saying he is one of the best coaches of all time. There's just, you can't debate it at this point. You just can't. I mean, the fact is you look at, the, you know, going to four straight title games. Like he did four in Philadelphia and four here. That's I mean, to ridiculous. take two organizations to that level is unheard of. It's incredible. You don't, you don't, you don't take two different teams to that kind of era of, of success. Maybe a couple of years, right? Maybe you have two teams where you know one year, you know, a couple of years, you have a really. He had sustained success for a very long time with two organizations that, you know, it's not like we're talking about the Packers or the, you know, I, I know the Chiefs are a historic franchise, but at that point, you know, that was a big turnaround he had to he had to get. So considering what 2012 was. And by exactly, the way, exactly. you know Brian Dable's now the Giants head coach. Yep, he was offensive there. coordinator 2012 and the Chiefs had to make a switch. Joining us now, the Dirty Werewolf himself, Dusty Likens. You can hear him tomorrow morning at nine o'clock because we're not messing around. Chiefs coverage all day long. What's up, Wolf? Not much, Bigley. How are you? I know you're excited. I know you're excited as me. You get this oh, yeah. way on Saturdays. I saw you tweet out yesterday. The guy walking around in the snow. You can't figure out what to do with yourself when you're waiting for this game to happen, whether it's bourbon, whether it's beer, whether it's whiskey, whatever. You can't wait for this game. No, I mean, this is, you know, we, we, were, we were pretty evident this early on uh, about this time last year, February last year, when the Chiefs lose in dramatic fashion to the Super Bowl, that it's, you know, you're a franchise that has a pretty serious window of destruction ahead of you with youth at quarterback and a tight end and, and wide receiver, which are three playmakers and a defensive uh, unit that's been you know put together for a couple years for this run and you know when they lose the revenge tour started I didn't know it was going to go uh, perfectly uh, in order uh, the way the playoffs have gone with uh, you know beating Pittsburgh taking Ben Roethlisberger out of football then you get a chance to play Buffalo again and you you revenge that matchup and now you play a team that beat you in the regular season a lot of things happened that made that game go the way they were but again it was a three-point game on the road they were playing for a division title and you were playing to uh 
you know, take a one seed in the playoffs that, you know, at this point really didn't matter for either one because here they are both in the AFC Championship. Both have beaten teams uh, a little tough. Uh, the one seed obviously beaten by Cincinnati and then obviously the greatest football game we've ever seen live or on TV last week, Buffalo and Kansas City. So you put that together into a, into a mixing bowl and, and Sunday at 2 o'clock can't get here soon enough. Uh, you know, go look at back in St. Joe, Dusty, when you and I are up there doing those uh, mm-hmm. some of those weekend shows and, you know, all excited. We saw the defense where they are playing. They didn't play that way at the beginning of the year. But you talked a lot about the Revenge Tour, and, you know, we talked about it, and it truly is now, though, wasn't it? I mean, when Tennessee was still alive, because then all of a sudden it was Buffalo, and then the other game was Tennessee and Cincinnati, all teams to beat the Chiefs. Like, it truly it – was, it was a Revenge Tour all season, as you said, but – it like truly became one here in the postseason. Yeah, you know, we try to, you know, up the theatrics, I guess. It's kind of our job to make it more entertaining or spin it in a way that, you know, grabs the attention of the others, which I hope we've done a good job this year of doing that. Uh, you know, Monday night on the Red Reaction Show continues to grow, and you see a lot of passion there. But it is interesting how sometimes the narrative that you force ends up uh, right in the palm of your hand. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, like myself, I mean, I'm, I'm a big supporter of this Bengals team. You know, the, the quarterback is cool and young and confident and yep. hits the stogies after big victories. Their wide receivers seem to be a force to be reckoned with in the NFL for the next 10 years. You, you can just obviously see that. And then you think to yourself, you're like, you know, when they play this game, and if the Chiefs do win and, and do move on, you know, they're going to play this game opening night next year on Thursday night. You know they are. They always play the AFC Championship game rematch because that's where Brady's been and that's where Mahomes has been and whether you like it or not like tomorrow yeah for the AFC championship game it's the biggest game uh between these two teams you know without question but I mean the other thing that you have to realize is get used to this matchup because Cincinnati's not going anywhere Kansas City's not going anywhere Buffalo's not going anywhere so those three teams I mean like it or not they're playing each other in prime time next year and this is just going to be recycled rewashed and uh, rinsed off, and then we're going to see who can be back next year. But, again, the thing that you also have to remember about the AFC Championship game is, one, this is the fourth year in a row Mahomes has played it at home. Mahomes is 8-1 in the playoffs. You see the numbers, 26 touchdowns, one interception. He's 26 years old. And then you throw in the fact that it's another guy coming into Arrowhead, and the only one that's done it so far is Tom Brady. He's the anomaly of the NFL, and he's the anomaly of this situation. It's been Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, and now Joe Burrow takes a set, takes a seat on the uh, on the AFC Championship throne. And so far, it hasn't been good for the other two guys in the last two years. No kidding, Dusty. This is Ron, by the way. So thanks for joining us. And I wanted yeah, your, what's up, Ron? Yeah, I wanted your take on this, Dusty, um, because I do think last week, you know, we saw it play out where the Chiefs and Bills are very evenly matched, and we saw how good this Bills team is. And I think a lot of people, I, I was one of them, kind of almost accepted that, hey, you know, if, if this team was the team to knock us off, the Chiefs, I think, you know, to an extent, it's like, hey, you know, this team was kind of made, you know, made for it. They, they prepared to beat them, right? This Bengals seems a little different. And, and I, so I want your take on the fact that if they lose last week, I think we can kind of regroup and say, hey, you know, the Bills got us. You know, you can't win a Super Bowl every single year. You can't win, you know, an AFC championship every year. But this Bengals team, you know, they're, they, they're young. They're green to this experience. They do not have the play, playoff experience like the Chiefs. So would it be a failure if, if uh, you know, if the Bengals, you know, a failure of a season? I, I think I would agree. But, I, you know, what do you think, Dusty, in terms of, you know, compared to last week, losing to the Bills, how you would stomach that compared to losing to the Bengals this week? Yeah, I mean, the greatest part about that question is that you don't have to. Um, but I think that a lot of people – 
when you look at that situation, a lot of people looked at Buffalo and Kansas City as like the premeditative Super Bowl. Like that was like the biggest matchup left in the playoffs, unless of course it would have been Brady versus Rodgers. They would have said, okay, that's like you know the winner of this could potentially be the Super Bowl winner. But again, those guys don't do their job. Chiefs do beat Buffalo. If they lose to Buffalo in the divisional round, I think that the Chiefs have enough clout and they have enough protection of what they truly are as a divisional opponent, not just in the West, but in the entire AFC. And I think that every single year, and I think it was Travis Kelsey that said this in the offseason, that if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's considered a failure of a season. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, what Travis Kelsey said. So it depends on where you rank failure. To me, I take it from like the KU Jayhawks, who play today at 5 o'clock, because I know you love that, um, against Kentucky, by the way. But they, uh, they, you look at Kansas, right? And every single year, I think Bill Self and that team, at some point, tell themselves, Final Four or bust. Like, that's just, that's who we are as an organization. That's the way we're built. That's the talent that we get. That's how we play this. I think the Chiefs, it's, I mean, it's AFC Championship or bust. So, yes, losing to the Bills, to me, would have been a failure of a season. Losing to the Bengals now, since that's your AFC West or your AFC Championship opponent, I think you have to realize you're a better team because we can go back and watch that game. There were a few things that stick out. One is the Chiefs only lost by three points. The other thing against that is the Chiefs were up 14 nothing fast. And then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase happened. But even with Jamar Chase having 266, three touchdowns, and having a play that got a first down on third and 26, and then a fourth and goal play called back because of illegal hands to the face, giving it a new set of downs, Cincinnati still only wins by three. Now, I know Joe Burrow was still sacked five times and still damn near threw for 500 yards, but again, this is still a different game. This is a different animal. So I think if the Bengals could come into Arrowhead in the playoffs where Mahomes is 8-1, where this team thrives, yeah, I think if they win, you would consider this team this season kind of a failure because I think a lot of us, myself included, looked at the divisional round, and if you can win that game, like the Elite Eight games can be sometimes where it's, you know, a really tough matchup where it's one versus two in that Eastern bracket. And if you, if you win that game, you're like, all right, this team ought to, ought to go straight to the national championship. That's where I put Kansas. So, I mean, that's kind of where I put this season, or I put the Chiefs, sorry. That's where I would put the Chiefs is I put them that, you know, at this point now, you got to get to the Super Bowl because you beat the tough team. Now you just got to make sure you're still focused. And sometimes when we see these situations in sports play out, once you survive the heartbreak, the next game, sometimes it's like, Oh wow! I didn't see a blowout happening, but then again, Chiefs blew out Buffalo in the AFC Championship game last year. Josh Allen threw a fit in midfield, caused the fight, and then all of a sudden, Buffalo came back a new mature team. Is that what happens to Cincinnati? I don't think the the fight thing happens where Joe Burrow loses his cool, but it might be one of those situations where Mahomes at the end of the game is like, "Welcome to the show, kid. Now you can play with us." Okay, great stuff, Dustman. You'll be in tomorrow at nine o'clock. Nine a.m., brother. 9 a.m. for the dust man tomorrow. Thanks, Dusty Likens. Hey, Ron, Bink, have a good Saturday. All right, take you care. Too. There's some Tom Brady news. Some Tom Brady news just breaking. Willie or Woney will explain next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Chiefs Playoff Special. Jay Bankley, Nolan Brooks, producing the operation. Ron Kopp, Arrowhead Pride Lead Analyst. In here with me these last couple of hours. Breaking news from Adam Schefter. This truly is breaking news from Adam Schefter. Tom Brady is retiring from football after 22 extraordinary seasons. Multiple sources tell at Jeff Darlington and me. Wow. That would be funny if the sources are wrong. (laughs) This is one of those things you don't want to be wrong about uh, with Tom Brady. But his wife, Giselle, has been trying to get him to do this for years. He did have that bloody lip. Yeah. But here's the thing. What direction is that team going? The whole Antonio Brown blow-up that they had. You know, Tristan Wurst putting back in a game, the right the outstanding right tackle, probably shouldn't have been. This team could have been a 7 or 8 win team next year. Because Godwin, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, Byron Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, yeah. is going to be taking a head coaching job yes, and be is. gone from that team. Gronk's probably going to retire because he's been kind of waiting to see what Brady's going to do, which means Travis Kelsey will blow past him in all the uh, – Postseason tight end oh, yeah. uh, records. So this is this is now Kelsey's deal. Uh, but Tom Brady is retiring, which you know we've been talking about these AFC quarterbacks and all this. One last from the NFC. I don't know what's gonna if this is gonna make Rodgers think about things or if Rodgers is gonna like the. I think Rodgers likes the flirtation process with other teams. You know, bring him to the AFC. But again. The AFC's got the quarterbacks, and they don't exactly exist in this year's draft. But Tom Brady, we've certainly had our fill with Tom Brady through the years. Yes. Yeah, here's the thing. And now he's gone. Here's the thing, man. One year too late. The NFL, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the NFL because the only person that's been able to stop Mahomes from winning a Super Bowl every single year he started so far has been Tom Brady. He's the only guy that's beaten him in an important an important game, right? He's 2-3 and three against Brady. He's beaten him regular season both in New England and Tampa. Playoffs. But he lost a regular exactly. season in two playoff games yes. that mattered. Exactly. No, but that's the thing. He's the only quarterback that's been able to take down Mahomes in his four-year career so far. And in the games that matter, right? I even say would even say later, you know, late games in the regular season, like a Chargers game, you know, earlier this year, you know, that week 15 or 16 game. You know, the Chiefs just have not lost those big time games, except if Tom Brady's on the other side of the field. So I mean, all of a sudden, man, I kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I feel a little bad for the rest of the NFL because uh, I don't know who's stopping Mahomes besides Brady. What do you think Billichick's doing now? Because I was talking to Alex last year, and this before, you know, the whole Buccaneers won a Super Bowl and everything when Tom went there. And I said, the barstool debate's always been chicken or the eggs, the Tom or Bill. Yeah. And I know that it, Brady's age, but he's still playing like he's younger right now. I mean, he's playing just as well now. It's ridiculous. And Belichick's team, he had most opt-outs last year, so and he had to find a quarterback, and it's not been easy. 
But Belichick had to sit there and watch Brady win a ring without him. Yeah. And you know that they the historians of the game, Belichick like the ego, once again, he wins it without him. So it's okay, is it him now and not Belichick? I believe it went both of them together. Of course. But Brady goes out and does it without him, which is incredible. But then Belichick spends $137.5 million in free agency, second most ever, to try to chase that ring. And Mac Jones might might, might not be the answer uh, for him. And he's looking – Belichick's sitting here looking like his great quarterbacks. He once had that guy. Yeah. Now everybody else has that guy, and you don't. But end of an era, Tom Brady, you grew up watching him, the GOAT, at the position – Pretty big news. And that's the thing with Brady is that it kind of distorts people's expectations for a guy like Mac Jones, who he's a physically limited quarterback, right? There's things he just can't do. There's throws he cannot make that other quarterbacks in the NFL can. But everyone just banks on, you know, him becoming a Tom Brady type where he just has the intangible that just you cannot measure just the the clutch gene. You know, no matter how much time's left on the clock, you know, he's going down and scoring and he'll get it done in a variety of ways. You know, that's the thing. I, I, I think no, no other quarterback is going to be able to do that at the rate that Tom Brady did. You know, even a Patrick Mahomes who has the supreme talent, it's still, you know, it'd still be insane to think that he could reach seven Super Bowl titles, right? I mean, no one should expect that from Mahomes. So that just shows you how unprecedented Brady's career was and how you cannot expect that kind of thing to happen again, right? Where a Mac Jones can, can all of a sudden be, you know, be a, you just can't expect that. That's a once in a lifetime thing. Brady's, a, you know, a pre- unprecedented career. And uh, it, it was just crazy that we all got to witness it for as, as long. He played as, you know, I, I was two years old when he started playing football. So it's just ridiculous how long he's been playing. And your whole life. Exactly. Your whole life's been the story of him. I know. I, I was in New England back in the day when he first started. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, when he first got that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, think about 07. Think about the 50 touchdown year they went undefeated. That was 15 when Flutie years was ago. There. That was 15 years ago. I mean, and he was still playing. I mean, he, he had his peak season, and he still played 15 more years. I mean, I... This is Jordan. This is Tiger Woods. This is... Exactly. Seeing the great of the game go away and certainly had some nice battles with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, that was a big part of the overtime rule. The Chiefs won the change when Tom got the coin toss. He got a touchdown. The Chiefs tried to change rule. No one in the league listened to him. Yeah. Nobody yep. won it, which is surprising because Mahomes was the MVP. It's like you're going to deal with Mahomes. No one listened. No one cared. I think the Ravens and the Eagles were on board with what the Chiefs wanted to do. Right. But nobody else. Yeah. No, and I just want to point out this text line point. A couple of them made the point that this might – give Rogers reason. Like, why would I leave the NFC now? I don't have to go against Brady in the playoffs, uh, you know, and, and with Tampa Bay, I think that's, that makes sense. He's probably in the Super Bowl last year. Against exactly. Mahomes. hundred oh, percent. He is. I mean, he, they probably should have won that game. I mean, you know, just kind of, you know, playing kind of, you know, uh, unrisky play, you know, with that field goal decision at the end. But yeah, so I, I, I think this is going to shock, you know, send shockwaves across the NFL. I really thought that. I Brady, wonder what Bruce Arians does now too. And, and that's a good point. You know, he he had his ring. You know, he's had his career. But he had like that health thing on. He wears, you know, he had, and stuff. He and, like tore his Achilles late in the season or something. He's been he's been. But he wears that thing a, around his yeah the box. You know. No, yeah, and he already you know he's he's already retired before his wife is already you know you know was happy. He's with got him. his ring. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I do think that could be it too. So Tampa could all of a sudden you know all those free, all those guys that could be free agents are Chris Godwin. Why would he resign with Tampa? But now? it also goes to show how tough it is to get back. Oh, yeah. Are you it just me? shows you how tough it is to get back. And, yeah. you know, I know teams have done it. I mean, the Chiefs have gone back-to-back, but this shows you, even with a guy like Tom Brady, even with the rings, how tough it is to get back to the game. Yeah, because they were even arguably, you know, well, I guess they were pretty healthy in that Super Bowl run last year. But, you know, they still had a really good team this year. They had, you know, they had some more injuries, obviously, down the stretch. But 
I really thought Tom Brady was going to tease this up a little bit. You know, maybe maybe get it going, maybe kind of saying, hey, I might do it, and then come back and say, you know what, one last year, make it a last dance kind of thing. You know, Michael Jordan documentary, everyone, you know, everyone loved that. You could see Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady loves the attention, loves the, you know, the content creation. So I, I, I just figured he would do something like that. And, hey, that's still on the table. He's officially retiring. I don't know, man. You could see Brady, you know, around May be like, eh, you know, I don't know, I still got it. I mean... Brett Favre did that for two or three years, you know, in a row. Um, and Brady's probably in better shape than Favre was. It's just, point, you know what, so. though? I do appreciate the fact that, you know, he did it when he did it. There wasn't a, you know, let's cry for Alex just tweeted this out, too. Like Roy Williams and others who retire after the season. Right. There's no, you know, farewell tear. Here, Tom, here's the rocking chair and all that. It just be done with it. And Ben tried to do that for the most part, too. But a reporter asked him at the end of the year, Are you, but he didn't officially do it till this week. But, for Tom, you know, he didn't have that farewell tour, and he would have gotten one. And people would have said this is Tom's last year, and maybe it would have inspired his team a little bit. He made that valiant comeback against the Rams, but just yeah. knowing this is Tom's last year, maybe he told his team, I don't know. But Schefter and Darlington broke the story. And I just said more details at ESPN.com. It's like a real small minute. They were they were waiting for this news, and you yep. can tell they hadn't written that pre-deal because it was very short, so it wasn't like a pre-written already story. Like if he does retire – Here's the story. Let's put it out. But the race to first, I mean, this is that made their year, man. Oh, they yeah. have the news of it. like Schefter probably love and this oh, yeah. that he got the scoop. Now, I am surprised as savvy as Brady is that Brady wasn't the one to break the news. Exactly. Like put it on Twitter himself. That's yeah. Instead of giving it to a reporter, why he didn't do it. It just surprised me that he wasn't the one that broke the news. That's what I, was I bet. Hey, I bet Schefter has had that tweet in the drafts oh, yeah. for about a decade now. <laughs> but I had to share the love with Jeff Darlington, right? No, yep. But but that's but that's the exact thing with Brady, man. It's just just you know I he's I think he's been doing this documentary during the season. He he loves he's on social media. He's great at social media. You know I, you got to give him credit. He's good at trolling on social media. You just figured. You know, his content creation would get this done, right? Like, he would be the one doing, you know, some crazy video, some, you know, we've seen some crazy stuff that his team has put out. So, yeah, that is a little surprising, and it is a little, you know, it's a little fishy. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just could see Brady, you know, maybe regretting this decision in about a couple months. And <laughs> you could see him taking it on an ad during the UFC title game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like a 30-second exactly. ad or a 60-second exactly. ad saying goodbye to everybody. Steal the show. I mean, he would. Yeah, As much as the UFC title game is, like, he absolutely would. Or let Mahomes break the story. Like, after the game, give the news to Burrow or Mahomes after the game. And, oh, by the way, Tom's retiring. Right. Or maybe in, like, the <laughs> like Super Bowl. the torch. He pulls out, like, a 30-second ad in the Super Bowl. And he's like, the Super Bowl will be nothing without me. <laughs> this is a message brought to you by Tom Brady. Well, he was on the cover with Mahomes on Madden. Why not? They should have had him parachute in, pass that baton to Mahomes. I like that. Do it upright. I like that. That's the cover. Him passing the baton. <laughs> hey, they could do that this year. You Be a nice old mad dad with yeah, it. And a Madden commercial, have him retiring, like taking out the ad on sixty seconds to like that's so two thousand twenty two to do it that way. Well, we already know what the next cover of Madden's going to be again. Right. We're going to get a, a dual cover, like a goat edition with Tom Brady and a, another edition with John Madden. Oh yeah, and yeah, those yeah. will that's be the two call. with Ben in the background. <laughs> That's a good call. Like he's always been in the background, but he's been <laughs> in three Super Bowls and one too many, you know, kind of in the background. I, I, I could still see him pulling out a Super Bowl ad, though, as you mentioned, Nolan, like still doing it, like even though it's already been announced. I could still see a, a big ad for, you know, just Brady basically, you know, propping his career up and stuff. I mean, it's been amazing. It's been or amazing. he's like, oh, you thought I was done? 
Oh, yeah. Gotcha. There you go. See? I'm telling you, man. There's something fishy about it. It's from Field Yates. Tom Brady's 22-year career, which, I mean, that's when people are born and done with college. How long? That is seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL MVP, 15-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro, NFL's all-time passing touchdown leader with 624, NFL's all-time passing yardage leader, 85,520 yards, a hell of a lot of yards. Most career wins, 243. Like, if you're... He really, 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 I think, wanted to go out like Elway. Yeah. Like, win it all and leave, which... You know, and that's yeah. That's why I thought maybe next year would still be an option. But again, it just shows you how tough it is getting back to this yeah. game. Even with the year he had, he had a tremendous year. I got another stat for you, Jay. And okay, it's unfortunate, but Mahomes will now never have a winning record against Brady. Brady's got that permanent oh. that permanent record, man. And that's the thing. That's why even damn if, it, yeah. Even if Mahomes gets close to Brady in Super Bowl titles, it's just Brady's going to be. He's the goat, man. You think it's deep down the NFL wanted a Belichick? Well, heck, with the Patriots starting to make a run there at the end of the year, a Belichick Brady Super Bowl. Serious? Of I think a Mahomes. Brady Super Bowl would have yeah, especially wet their whistle, too. I think Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes would have wet their whistle. Yes, yes. That's what I thought. I think the potential happen. matchups now don't really do much for them. I think you're totally right. No, especially a Niners-Chiefs rematch. I, like, it's going to be a great – it would be a great game, but it would be, you know, in terms of, like, a storyline kind of thing. I mean, just because it happened two years ago, I just feel like it wouldn't be as uh, as flashy. So, yeah, you're right, Jay. Well, coming up next, uh, it's the news. Tom Brady is calling it quits. Done. Legend of the game. Done. He does it the day before uh, the title games. Gets it out of the way. I'm shocked he didn't break the news himself, to be honest with you. But Or let Subway do it. Like, I'm not going to eat this sandwich, but I'm retiring. Whatever. We'll give our picks <laughs> next. Back final segment, Chiefs Playoff Edition. Jay Binkley, Ron Cop, ArrowheadPride.com, lead analyst, Nolan Brooks. The big news, Tom Brady's calling it quits. Gronk retires in three, two, yeah, it's coming. and one. It's coming. It has to. I mean, he he retired, you know, just I think they all knew he was gonna go to Tampa, right? I think he retired originally knowing like, all right, you know, Brady's Brady's gonna get out of New England. I think everyone kind of saw it coming that was in inside the organization a little bit. So yeah, man. No, it's it's crazy. Uh, this, this is this is crazy. I mean, I just didn't so what happens that franchise? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't. Yeah, it could. I was saying that about Tampa. What are they gonna do with Tom Lee? Flip very quick. It could flip. You know, you said you mentioned Arians. He could be gone. You know, got your ring. Left, already lost Leftwich. You know. Um. Yeah. No, they got a lot of. You know, they got a, t- a free agent like Chris Godwin. I mean, you know, they. It's gonna be interesting, man. You know, NFC powerhouses. You know, you can't count on them being a powerhouse now, right? Even if they do keep a lot of their players, it's all about the quarterback. And if they don't have Brady, man, uh, they have. I think they, the Kyle Trask is the guy they drafted, right? He, he's there. And good luck. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not. You're not thinking he's a guy, right? Uh, no. So I sure hope not. If I ever hear anyone out of Tampa say Kyle Trask is the guy to lead us to another title, yeah, they're they're done for. But that was the argument. Like even last year with the Chiefs playing the Bucks, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, the Bucks. Well, you'd rather be the Chiefs because their window's going to be open a lot longer with Patrick Mahomes. With yeah. Tom, you better get that ring. Yeah, and you better did. get it quick. And they did. No, they got it, dude. They, they, what happened? They, they succeeded, right? I mean, it is, it is ridiculous that he went to one team in the first year he, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he went to the right team, right? They Tom's been the- funnier the last couple of years. I, yes. Throw him on that Manning cast. I, if I'm Riddick, though, and Greasy and stuff, like you hate that because that Manning cast is better than their broadcast. Yeah. No, I love the Manning cast. It's awesome. And uh, you throw Manning with Brady and Eli. 
He's been on there with them, hasn't he? He's, yeah, I, he was yeah, a he guest. Has. They've yeah, had yeah. everybody. Oh, they've had so many guests. Yeah. Now uh, it's it's you know it's uh, Brady, man. I, it's just crazy. I mean, this is the Michael Jordan of our of, of the NFL. I mean, it really is. I mean, no quarterbacks ever been able to do what he's done, and you know he's he's gone. He's gone now. We think. We think I, I don't know, Jay. I'm still I want to hear it from his mouth. I want to see him. Yeah, we have say not it. seen it from his mouth. I want to see him say it. Schefter's mouth said it. I want to see him say it. I'm just saying, man, I don't know. I mean, Brady's the ultimate competitor, man. That's what's made him, you know, who he is. So uh I don't know. Free agency starts, he's gonna maybe get that itch again. I don't I know. I mean, we've never seen someone like that that, you know, no one had the you know, the terrible combine numbers, wasn't athletic, they still took him and and you think about you know, Bledsoe is their guy. He takes over. There's always that what if. You know, it's like when Wade Davis got the nod to be in the bullpen, he was a, you know, failed starter. Yeah. And then Luke Ochaver goes down with Tommy John, and it's Wade, you're the bullpen. They becomes one of the best ever. Yes. I mean, chance meets opportunity, man. Yeah. Yep. No, exactly. Brady, Brady Rose, I mean, he was in the perfect situation, but you got to give credit to the guy that, you know, at first those three Super Bowls, he was just along for the ride more than, than winning them, right? But after that, man, it was it was really Brady. I feel like that was doing you know you know a lot of those had explosive offenses. Oh seven, I know they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, but I mean they went undefeated, and and their point differential that year was the the NFL record and, and something that no team has ever come close to. So he's he's won in every single kind of way, and that's just kind of the cool part of his career. And you, if you could split his career into like thirds, and you'd still have like three separate Hall of Fame careers, it's just insane, dude. It's ridiculous. Text line 815 says, I'll believe it when I see a video of him and Gronk walking off into the sunset. The go. way Tom's been putting videos out, like I would not be shocked with Helen. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. He, he's, so, he's so good at content now. He, he's very good at trolling on Instagram. He's very good at, you know, subtle things in his in his posts. So, I don't know. I was, I was surprised we didn't see a little like little message about this or something. Give him credit, it, though. It could, it could be coming, though. To give him credit, he didn't get the whole crying tour. You know, he's not the Buffalo Bills throwing a pity party on Twitter. You know I mean? He's... Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, you're right. I thought he would do that. I thought we'd get another year of him next year, but and you know, we'll see. We'll see. How the NFC and quarterbacks. Oh, man. It's so but All right. Rams, 49ers. Rams have uh, lost less five to the 49ers, including two this year. Game at SoFi. I don't think it matters with the six-seeded 49ers. Yeah, I don't think there's much of a home field advantage. Rams are better, but. I don't think there's like a home field advantage thing here where like just because the Rams are playing at home, they get an advantage that way. Because I think the nine, if you watch that week 18 game, there's a lot of Niners fans there too in LA. There's a so. ton. Like exactly. LA's got a problem, a fan problem, because yeah. everybody wouldn't draft another team. That said, I do think it's a good storyline. Matthew Stafford getting, you know, getting into the Super Bowl for the first time in his career. You know, the first year he gets away from Detroit. I, I think the revenge factor, we talk about revenge factor for the Chiefs, man. Sean McVay has got the most revenge factor out of his guy, Kyle Shanahan. You know, those guys have been buddies, right? So I'm I'm, I'm going to go Rams in that one, Jay. Final minute, Chiefs, Bengals, final score. Chiefs, 40. Ooh, Bengals, 40 again. 21. I know it's a blowout. I know it's it's, it's a little wider spe- you know spectrum of a game than, uh, you know, I should probably predict an AFC championship, but I just see the Chiefs rolling with that momentum from last week and just rolling, man. 31-28, me, Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs. I was going to do six points. I'm going three. Hey, you're good. 34-28 Chiefs for me. I think Chiefs got the bigger experience here, and they're going to show Cincinnati what it takes to win an AFC title game. Good with that. Nolan, been a lot of fun. We got some Kansas State hoops coming up. Thanks, Ron, for coming in. Had a lot of fun with you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, Dusty Likens, 9 a.m. tomorrow as we start our all-day-long coverage here on 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 